I'm going to tell a story that motivates me a lot. I'm not a historian or a historian of science. So I, I'm getting this story from my general understanding of history and Wikipedia. So I may get some of the details wrong, but I'm going to tell the story. It's of the polio vaccine and Jonas Salk finding the cure or the, the vaccine for polio and how it propagated because I think there's a lot of parallels to our situation today with our environmental problems and what to do about it. Broadly speaking, there was this disease that killed people, it paralyzed people, it was a serious cause of fear, no one, people didn't really know what to do about it. This guy came up with a cure, a vaccine. Now just because you have a vaccine doesn't mean everyone has it, so you have to do this massive public works to get it out there. To get into a little more detail, I'm gonna read a couple paragraphs from Wikipedia, the entry on Jonas Salk. It says, until 1955, when the Salk vaccine was introduced, Polio was considered one of the most frightening public health problems in the world. In the post-war United States, annual epidemics were increasingly devastating. The 1952 U.S. epidemic was the worst outbreak in the nation's history. Going a little quicker, there were 58,000 cases, 3,000 people died, 21,000 had mild to disabling paralysis. Most of the victims were children. The public reaction was to a plague, a historian said. Citizens of urban areas were terrified every summer when this frightful visitor returned. A PBS documentary said... Apart from the atomic bomb, America's greatest fear was polio. So that's the situation. It sounds kind of familiar. Now, polio, I'm not sure if this is the right way to put it. It only affected 58,000 people in the U.S., not the entire population, as global warming is affecting everyone. But it was this thing that no one could do anything about, and we were looking for scientists to, do, to figure things out. A scientist did, well, a whole lot of scientists worked on it, and Jonas Salk figured out a vaccine. They set up a field trial to make sure that it worked. The field trial set up to test the Salk vaccine was the most elaborate program of its kind in history, involving 20,000 physicians and public health officials, 64,000 school personnel, and 220,000 volunteers. Over 1.8 million school children took part in the trial. When the vaccine success was made public, Salk was hailed as a miracle worker, and the day almost became a national holiday. Around the world, an immediate rush to vaccinate began, with countries including the uh, whole list of countries. I'm not the only one who sees this parallel, that there was this serious problem. Science had a way of understanding and figuring things out. Once they had a cure, uh, a vaccine, they still had to get it to everyone. And that was a massive effort involving millions of people, if you include all the school children. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I feel that with my podcast, I've been able to lead people to go from saying, oh, I don't know about the environment. I don't care about the environment. If I, if I act, then what I do doesn't matter. People not acting. And after I go through this process, and for a full description, I certainly listen to the podcast, but also watch my TEDx talk because it shows the process. It, it describes the process. And it takes people to where they say things like, I'm glad I did this. I wish I'd done this earlier. This is easier than I thought. Or if it's hard, this is the kind of challenge that I've been looking for. I want to share this with others. Now, I'm not saying I get it 100% of the time, but it works pretty well. Very little cost, and it brings joy. I think it's something like, not a vaccine, but it's something like a, a one-person change that leads people to pollute less, to consume less, to enjoy acting on their environmental values, to enjoy stewardship. Unlike a vaccine, anyone can spread it to anyone else, and people enjoy it. And so I feel like there's something like a vaccine here that we could spread around. And I'm the first to say that one person at a time, we don't have time to change 7 billion people. My strategy for the podcast is to 
used community to find people who are in many, many people's communities like Oprah and Barack and Serena and uh, Elon and Sergey and people like uh, and Larry and people like that. That's one strategy. And that's what I'm pursuing with the podcast. Now, there's also working with heads of corporations, heads of institutions who are at leverage points of those systems. And I do my environmental leadership consulting more privately with them because they're not so public facing. But what about one-on-one in a kind of viral spreading, no pun intended, because this would, uh, the vaccine was spread through public, public works. But what if, if I taught it to someone and they taught it to someone? Or what if I taught it to two people and each of those taught it to two people and so on and so on and so on? I don't know of any other technique that leads people to want and enjoy consuming less, sharing or uh, wasting less, polluting less. And a lot of people talk about, oh, how are we going to get people in the third world to, to live when they choose to live like us and waste like us? What are we going to do about that? Well, what if we consumed less? The, the correlation between how much someone wastes and the quality of life, I don't think is particularly high. And I personally have, in some areas, dropped my consumption waste by something like 90%, and it's improved my life. And I think that's available to most Americans. I think most Americans could probably decrease their material waste by something like 75, 80, 90%. And that would be pure improvement to their life. That would make them happier. That would have the, they'd have less junk in their lives, less waste. The next couple percent might be a, a little challenging. Now, to start that off is a bit challenging, but that's what, this, that's what I do. That's what my technique does if I'm not too full of myself here. I wonder, could we do something like spread this technique like a vaccine so that people choose to enjoy consuming and wasting less? So this is something, I don't know how crazy it sounds to others, but could we take something that works, that leads people to pollute less, to enjoy enjoying what they have as opposed to growth? You know, growth for hundreds of years, economic growth, population growth, for almost every problem that came by that it could solve, it solved it. No one noticed that in the background, while it was solving these other problems, it was causing this big problem, well, this one small problem, now became a really big problem. Economic growth and population growth don't solve global warming and all these other environmental problems. It, they exacerbate it. Likewise, companies could do really well externalizing costs for a long time. You could go back to uh, the 50s and find people were saying, oh, get this. you don't want to clean stuff up, buy this disposable stuff and just throw it away, no problem. And if you compare the size of a human being to the size of, say, the Pacific Ocean, it made a lot of sense. Throw this stuff away. There's a huge world out there. We don't have to worry about this stuff. They didn't even think we didn't have to worry about this stuff. They just simply didn't worry about it. Well, it turns out that externalizing those costs, someone has to clean that up because it's polluting. It's poisonous in some ways. Almost all of us have plastic in our bodies, in our bloodstreams, messing with our hormones and some of it's carcinogenic and stuff like that. So these things of growth and externalizing costs, I believe that my technique reverses them and enables people to act on these things. Am I crazy to think that we could do something like how we spread the polio vaccine, either through some massive public works or in the case of my technique, I'm trying to teach to people now and maybe they could teach it to others and so on and so on and so on. We could have some cultural change. Do I think I could lead the change to billions of people changing their behavior? I don't know, but we could use it. If you can find a better way of doing it, I hope you find a better way of doing it to change our values and behavior from growth, 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 and externalizing costs 
to enjoying what we have. That's the complement to growth. And taking responsibility, stewardship, as opposed to externalizing costs. Could this be like the sock vaccine for polio? Maybe. Fast forward to today, and we simply don't have polio anymore. To be precise, according to Wikipedia on the polio vaccine page, it says the number of reported cases from an estimated 350,000 in 1988, and I'm sure it was higher much before, higher before then, to 33 in 2018. 33 out of 7 billion people. Imagine a world in which we've inoculated everyone against all wanting growth and all wanting externalizing costs. And instead, all these people are enjoying what they have and taking responsibility and stewarding our shared environment and resources. Imagine that world where we're all enjoying plenty because we're well below the carrying capacity. There's plenty of abundance for everybody. And um, yeah, there's problems in the world, but not that we are choking in our own waste. Could you imagine that happening? Could we do a program like the polio vaccine dissemination program to spread these ideas? Can you imagine a world in which we all have plenty and we don't produce so much waste and it comes through our changing our behavior to steward, to not grow so much? I can imagine that. It's one of the big things that motivates me.